Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Copperood. Hi, Spencer. What's up, dude? Dude, I'm good, man. I summarized the episode today for our listeners. This is my my effort to get more professional. Yeah. Because at the top of every episode, I'm going to give you guys an auditory summary of like what's coming up in the episode. Ooh. So I think I got I got down to like eight or nine seconds today. You of, ready? Of what people are going to hear? I summarized the whole episode down to about eight seconds. All right, let's okay? do it. What? Explain it to me. Aliens. Heck. That is crazy. It's perfect. Dude. How'd I do? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you summarized the arc of every episode of the What If podcast we've ever successfully completed. Yeah. Aliens. Crazy. Heck. Is there? I would love it. I would love it if a listener was able to be like, nah, you guys did not say the word aliens on these episodes. Cause I think there's like four or five of them. <laughs> I've tried really hard to bring it up on as many episodes as possible. Oh yeah. So. You, you've even like, you shoehorned it into episodes. It did not belong in aliens, aliens, <laughs> aliens. Do we know who the guy is that says that? Uh, I think it's bill, bill, whatever. Nope. nope just bill. Now he's just bill. <laughs> it's the guy who it's bill. He's the guy in ancient aliens who his only, his only credit is that he publishes a magazine. Mm. He's always wearing sunglasses and like, he's the older guy. I like, uh, bill Burns or something like that. Bill Burr. Not bill Burr. <laughs> Shout out to our podcast world friend, bill Burr. He's, I mean, be cool if he's our friend. He's not our friend. I mean, we want him to be our friend. So we're talking about moon bases today, my guy. What if you found a structure on the moon? Can we say what if you lived on the moon? What if you lived on the moon? No, because we're not talking about colonizing the moon. Well. Are you talking about colonizing the moon? I want to talk about the idea that maybe the moon is hollow and well, maybe a spaceship. That would be what if you lived in the moon. And you're going to talk about things on the moon. Correct. Okay. So what if moon? What if something on the moon? <laughs> what if the moon is weird? As always, guys, we'll figure this out in post, and you'll see the title when you clicked on this to yeah, listen to and it. It might just be aliens, aliens, <laughs> aliens. Um, well, anything on the moon outside of the tracks that we left would be uh, ostensibly there from aliens. Do you ever see that or movie? Old civilizations. Do you ever see that movie uh, Apollo nineteen? What was Apollo nineteen? Well, that's the idea. I think the actual Apollo missions ended at like 17 or no, 18. Yeah, they did. But I'm, but I mean, what was the movie? I don't know. Oh, it was that. like a sci-fi horror movie about there was this one last Apollo mission, but it went really wrong. And so the government covered up that there was another Apollo mission because they all went, the, the moral of the story is that they got, they got eaten by space spiders on the moon. So it might not be, Aliens, it might just be spiders. Space spiders? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds, it sounds like that fucking would suck super bad. It did. Yeah. The movie did. Yes. Well, well as we'll learn soon, uh, it's not nets on on the moon. There's no webs or, or spider nets okay, or anything good. like that. So. You, you want to kick it off with uh, some things on the moon and then we'll work our way inside well yeah but before we fully kick things off what i what i do want to say is a couple i guess a couple quick shout outs so shout out to the what if podcast facebook group this is a topic that came from the facebook group oh yeah 
Um, Way to go, you guys. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Uh, every month, somebody, uh, Gabe or otherwise, sets up a quick vote in the in, in our Facebook group. If you go on Facebook and just search in the groups section for the What If Podcast, uh, we're generally pretty good about approving people as soon as they join. Um, it's fun. It's a bunch of our listeners. It's growing by, like, I don't know, a lot of people every single week. And, there are um, dozens of us. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot more than a dozens now. Um, but if you want to go interact with other listeners, you want to suggest uh, topics, we always, that's like the first place we post the show links as soon as they're live, et cetera. True, true, true. Uh, you can hop in there and uh, and you can make show suggestions and potentially we'll do that suggestion on a real show like we're doing right now. Yeah, usually we do whatever one gets the most votes at the end of the month. Yeah. Uh, we and and for you guys who noticed that last month MK Ultra won that vote. We recorded an episode on MK Ultra. We did that uh, is having some issues that may it may need to be re-recorded. We'll see. Oh but really? Did we lose it? I don't I don't know yet. I'm working okay. on it. All right. We we had some difficulties with that one, but uh, you guys will get that episode eventually. They're just going to come out in the wrong order because of computers and stuff. Yeah, and and we'll be honest with you guys too. Um, we're we're splitting our our show topics these days between uh, the normal the normal podcast feed, which is where you're hearing this right That's now. That's this one. Uh, and and our Patreon page. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who joined the Patreon this week. There was a bunch of you, uh, which is really really sweet. Um, if you go to Patreon.com/slash, is it the no? Slash what if podcast? Yeah. Yeah. What slash if podcast. Patreon.com slash what if podcast. Uh we've actually started doing another full episode every week on our Patreon. So you'll get one here. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> um, so you'll get one here and you'll get one there. So um something might come up in the group and we'll do an episode on it. It just might so happen that it might uh, it might end up being on our Patreon because we kind of got to divide our attention uh to make as many people as possible happy. So that being said, moon bases, moon structures, hollow moon. What if they <laughs> take us there, my guy? Spencer's Spaceship just, moon. Spencer's just shouting conspiracy theories at me across the room. The Rimsky, Rimsky Korsakov hypothesis, or whatever it was called. Wait, wait. Oh, that's the one you're talking about, right? No, Rimsky Korsakov is a composer from like the 1800s. It was just two oh, Russian guys, and yeah. that was the only name I could. Yep, yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> in my that's notes right. Somewhere. That's right. The Russian guys think the moon is hollow. Hypothesis. Russian guys think a lot of things. Did you know that in 2009, NASA uh, acknowledged that we had, they said inadvertently deleted the vast majority of the video footage that was taken during the initial first manned moon landing and that Russia called for an international investigation into what happened to all the footage because... They wanted to see it slash know what happened. Well, the original disappeared. There are still copies, correct? I don't I believe so. I believe the most that they were able to salvage was stuff that was streamed to other locations. So like the streams that ended up on like TV and shit like that. Yeah, I think my understanding was that there there are copies of it. They just the original negatives are gone. Okay. Which is, I mean, no less shitty and or maybe suspicious depending on how you look at it. Right. But, uh, man, I, I think you can still see that footage. Yeah, It's yeah. just not from the original print anymore. It's a copy of a copy. Yeah. 
or it's a digitization of a copy. Word. Speaking of conspiracy theories, you know another thing I learned while I was investigating structures on the moon? <laughs> this could go a lot of different ways. Yep. I'll, I'll let you I'll let you lead. People who uh people who believe in conspiracy theories generally are known to be both narcissistic and have low self-esteem. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> and I said that's perfect because I both love and wait, hate myself. Yeah, no, wait, narcissistic <laughs> and low self-esteem? Yeah. I mean, I get... But the, the, I guess was, the, the narcissistic a, part kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because a lot of it is very, like, self, uh, self-centered self or, like, self-aggrandizing. It's believing that you know something that other people don't or, or that you're right. Or, or even further, like... You get into the whole, if you, this is really inside UFO, inside baseball UFO for you, uh, but like the whole star child shit. That's above my head. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's that inside. Um, this is, uh, it comes up. Did you watch that Stan Romanek documentary? No, I never watched it. Okay. Um, a lot of people, have we talked about this on the show? A lot of people want us to talk about that on the show. And Spencer said he won't do it, and I'm I, it, I'm in the middle because I don't really know enough about it. I'm not totally it. opposed to it. It's uh, It seems very obvious to me that he's just faking shit. He's full of poo-poos. And he, he maybe <laughs> is slash is almost certainly also just a horrible person. Oh, and I, I don't, I don't really think it would be a fun episode. But if feel free to try and convince me otherwise. Yeah, it sounds like kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, he's got like he's filming puppets running around outside his house. Oh, like really bad hoaxes. Cool. But Maybe anyway, we should make our own. One of the things that he brought up on that documentary is the uh, the whole like I've been chosen as the person that the aliens are going to communicate through. Sure, sure. And he he had all these faked probably phone calls. From the, With the aliens, yeah, in which they kept nice. calling him Star Child, and this is like nice. a phenomenon amongst abductees or contactees, where it's like, no, the aliens can only speak to me because of my special connectiveness and awareness and my higher vibrations shit, and it's like, no, Phenomenal. you're just a guy. Phenomenal, and not even a, a decent one, probably. That's so I can see funny. the narcissistic thing is yeah. all I'm saying, and the and the low self esteem thing is like. Basically, it was a study that was done. And look, like I, I should say this to everyone who's listening right now. I believe in like plenty of conspiracy theories, so I'm not throwing shade if you feel like you are a conspiracy theorist I mean, out there I, or I whatever. Think, I think we really check all those boxes in that we're sitting in a room <laughs> by ourselves talking about conspiracy talking theories. About this shit. So it's very narcissistic to we're think that people want to want to listen to us talk about conspiracy theories. But y'all keep showing up every week. And so then we, we clearly you. have roast, low self-esteem because <laughs> most of the, the rest of what we do is just roast each other or ourselves. Uh, and then stupid. people on the internet tell us that we're dumb for it later. <laughs> so... I think we nailed all of those, really. I think we're, I think we're killing it. I think, <laughs> I think we nailed it. Um, I, and I guess, uh, yeah. So, so no shade to anyone for any of those reasons. One and two. The reason that I'm bringing this up is because it was a study that was done. I don't even know when, but it was people who were basically believed to believe or not who who claimed they believe in things that are sort of almost certainly conspiracy theories and then given sort of a personality test along with it and they looked for things that matched and and the reason that it came I'm an up INTJ by the way I have, still haven't done that one I don't know what any of those things mean but I remember that introvert 
Uh, tough guy. Uh, tough guy. Oh, wait, no, N was next. Not- <laughs> God, we're smart. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, this is why they'll never give us like a sh- like a TV show off of this because they'll hear those moments and they'll be like, we can't trust them with fucking dick. We, we would absolutely be a liability on television <laughs> based on the fact that you just said we can't trust them with dick. Well. Big dick foot. Big dick foot. We're, we're trying to... Look, we're trying to Any, get anytime you want to get to those moon bases, I'm I'm ready. By the so way, so the reason that I brought it up is because I will posit pretty quickly that the vast majority of the structures on the moon stuff is it's all bullshit. In what sense? Basically, the way that a lot of people break it down is. They, they they call them lunar anomalies, right? And and the and the structures on the moon are usually they're one of like a few things. As documented there, things that we have witnessed based on like satellite photos, right? So we fling satellites around the earth, we fling them around the moon, and we take a bunch of pictures. Those pictures get dumped by NASA. They get printed etc., made public, and then people hyperanalyze and zoom in on them and find these quote-unquote anomalies. Uh, What's it called when we, uh, we, there's a a name for when you try and like think you recognize objects. Confirmation bias? No. There's like the, the brain is predisposed to seeing certain things like faces and other recognize, recognizable. Uh, because they're things that we already have familiar to us. Well, and like so much of our social interaction is based on recognizing faces and right. patterns and, and things. Right. Uh, there's, we, a, there's a term for it, but I can't. I'll see if I can look it up. I can't think of it right now either, but I, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a thing we've just talked about at the bar or if it's a thing we've talked about on the show. Harry Adoy... Jesus. <laughs> Periodontal? Isn't that deep? Pterodactyl? Pterodactyls? Uh, Guys, dinosaurs are real, okay? <laughs> Don't you dare tell us dinosaurs e- aren't real. All right, help me out, English major. Yes, sir. P-A-R-E. Yep. I-D-O-L-I-A. Peridotal? Uh, you added several letters. <laughs> There's Dude, no I can't, L. I can't. <laughs> Here, look, look at this. Turn your, you got to turn it further. Um, it's going. I'm trying not Dude, to. Dude, we make such good radio. The salt, the salt lamp is in the this, way, bro. This, <laughs> you guys, we do have a salt lamp in the studio, and it's awesome. How do you say that word? Uh, Periodolia. Per, per, I would, I would, I would pronounce that peridolia. 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 Peridolies. Peridolies. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the. It's a concept we've <laughs> talked about on the show before, or if we haven't, we've talked about it at the bar before. Glad, I, br- glad I brought this up. Thank this you. Is really going yeah, well. nailed it. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's the thing where we when we see um, it, it's the skill that our brain uses to see a table and realize that it's a table, and that you could set something on it, and gravity would take care of the rest because you know that a table is generally speaking has a flat top and four legs. I have, I have a quote that sums up like the definition really. Nicely and Yeah, okay, great, yeah. Uh, this is from David Hume. There is a universal tendency among mankind to conceive all beings like themselves and to transfer to every object those qualities which they are familiar with. Sure. And that goes back to more like the, like the human-animal recognition of people or faces on the moon or whatever. 
uh, that like we do as human beings. The other part about it is just, and, and I don't know the uh, the actual term for it, but the like the table example is just that. Wouldn't that still apply though? I think so. Yeah. It, it just objects that we're familiar with, right? Yeah. Are, are things that we recognize in in other things, even if like for instance, you you look at a tree and you go, that tree looks a lot like a chair, and it's not. A chair. It's just that the way that it's shaped is shaped similarly to what we understand as a chair, and so we call it a chair, even if it's not a chair. It's just the way that the tree grew. Right. So I say that to say not not to not to uh, severely unbury the lead, but most of what people point to as it relates to structures on the moon kind of is a bunch of bullshit. It probably falls into that category. Yeah. So and I'll and I'll give you guys a couple examples here really quick. So. Um, one of the, one of the main ones that a lot of people like to, uh, like to point to is the, uh, is, it's referred to as the Zond three shard. Ooh. Have you heard about this? No, sounds legit though. It sounds pretty out there. Um, or no, excuse me. The Zond three one was a different one. The, the shard, the shard. <laughs> So the shard is referred to as uh, it is from the Lunar Orbiter 3 mission that NASA sent. It was an unmanned lunar mission. Did it orbit the moon? Uh, it landed on the moon. Then why'd they call it an orbiter? That's confusing. I'm not entirely sure. I think it orbited and landed a Come rover of sorts. Um, and if you look at the you you can look up if if you look up the tower cube or the shard or doing it blood lunar orbiter shard or any you guys know how to fucking google um if you look those things up you can kind of see and essentially what what you see don't is don't google tower cube it tries to sell you bookshelves <laughs> that's not the right way to go on this one damn you ikea <laughs> um Basically, on the horizon, what it appears to be is two sort of offset structures that cross the horizon. One, the shard is, if you're looking at the photo that I'm looking at, is a, it looks like a tower. It is very vertical and very thin. It's on the right side of the photo uh, based on approximations of distance uh, from the Lunar Orbiter mission. Uh, they would estimate that what they're seeing would be 1.5 miles high, and the, okay. and the tower cube in the background. Have people made anything that, that's a mile and a half tall in our world? I don't believe so. <laughs> Have we in other worlds? <laughs> Maybe we don't know. How big was the obelisk in 2001? Um, that was like two apes high, right? It was bigger than that. Two or, two or three apes <clears throat> tall. I think it was taller than that. Okay. Have you actually seen 2001? Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. I'll tell you that story. Were there, Off air. <laughs> were there substances involved? <laughs> yeah, okay, yep. Good. That's probably, uh, probably the right way to do it. Yeah. Um, you see Blade Runner yet, by the way? The new one or the old yeah, one? The new one. I don't know. We got to do that. Have I you seen it? No, I haven't yet either. All right. Um, the, the tower cube structure in the back of this same photo from the Lunar Orbiter 3 mission, they would estimate to be... Um, Closer to seven miles high, if it were a structure on the moon. Wait, and, wait, 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 wait. Yes. It is a structure on the moon, though. Well, we don't know. Well, no. If it's been observed, we know it's a structure, right? So, not exactly. That's the problem. What, what, what a lot of these things... It might not be there? 
Yeah. So what, what, what has been observed as structures on the moon are often photos that have been cited from the sixties and seventies with lunar rover missions and lunar orbiter missions. And some of them are ones that are vertical top down that, uh, Obviously, those are the ones where it's like a satellite orbiting the moon. Yeah. And those are are photos that, you know, have objects that cast shadows. So you can like see sort of a depth and distance based on the shadow cast by a thing. Okay. Some of the other ones like the tower cube and the shard here, I'll show you it right now so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. So because what, if, if it's not a structure, what am I looking at? So often what a lot of these anomalies are written off as is photography in the sixties and seventies. So these were taken with real photo films with liquid developments. You're talking about old film, bad film, film that got like uh, transferred through space. There's all kinds of uh, drips and, and pushes and smudges and things that are, um, chalked up to basically bad photography development. Um, not all of them, but there are things like, like there's one in, there's one in this list of anomalies that I found, which I found quite hilarious. Uh, it is someone, someone referred to it as, uh, the paper clip and it, and it just looks like a hair on like a lens or like a, like a little fuzz or, it could be a three kilometer long antenna coming out of the moon. Like that is what, that is one of the things that people well, who are advocates for structures on the moon. And that's, that's the hard part is that you never, or you rarely have anything to give any sort of scale or perspective. Right. True. I'm looking at this shard one. It can't be an artifact from development or like a scratch or dust or something on the negative though, because there's a shadow. So some of them are, I will acknowledge that some of them are, there are, there are things on the moon that have shadows that do appear to be obelisk or sort of vertical in nature, but many of them are just chalked up to geoformations. Like they're not, they're not as strange as we think they are. Yeah. I mean, I understand that idea of like a, a geological formation without perspective and without anything to give scale and in a very fuzzy photograph yes could look like a lot of different things especially if you go in thinking that you want to see certain things yes uh this one is more interesting than a lot of the ones i've seen though honestly that's fair. And I, and I actually agree with that. This, this was maybe not a good one to start with if we're talking about ones that I want to throw shade about. Or, or it is in that it's like, it's a lot of the ones I've seen are like, this rock is somewhat rectangular. It must be the <laughs> opening to an underground base where <laughs> the blue avians live. Yeah, and, and you're and, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just jumped so many steps to get here. Right. Chill out, David Wilcox. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so I mean, check out the tower and the shard. The other one. Also, um, if you Google Moon Shard, you get a lot of shit about Pokemon. I don't really know what that's about, ooh, but I guess Moon Shard is a Pokemon. He ooh, sounds tight. Moon Shard is a Pokemon. Apparently, I don't know anything about Pokemon, but it suggested Pokemon, and now there are a lot of Pokemon pictures. You're like, maybe? Do I mean Pokemon? Probably. Um, I think another good example here is um, so. The, there's one called uh, the spar, 
and there's a frame from Apollo 17 from a Hasselblad uh, picture. That's and a type of camera. It is a type of camera. And um, they people who have chalked up structures on the moon don't realize that there's a scanning error. So the digital version got scanned in with an error, but if you consult the negative, the thing that they're saying is a structure mm. is not in the original negative. That's more what I'm talking about when it comes to some of these get publicized really quickly and they're like, what's this crazy thing in this photograph? And they're pretty easily like, well, if you look at X, Y, or Z, or a thing that some people don't understand is that a lot of these photos that we get are stitched together, right? So there's they're taken, scanned, stitched. They're sometimes taken from different angles or slightly different distances. I guess the long story short, you know, if you want to, if you want to go to this, if you actually just, if you Google lunar anomalies, you'll find a list of domes and shards and castles and paper clips. They all kind of have their own like name. Um, the robot head. Ooh, that yeah, sounds bro. Fun. Art Bell. Art Bell's present for this one. Of course he is. Um, it's a rock in a crater that has a nickname called Shorty. Um, and in the final moon mission, Apollo 17, um, Commander Gene Cernan took several shots of Shorty, which show the rock in the uh, in the crater. And basically they say that it looks like a robot or a robot face of some kind. Um, I don't even really see it. <laughs> but again... Art Bell and his gang. That, that's the whole problem too. Of like, it's it's the same issue I I have with any of the the EVP like recordings. Uh, uh, what does that stand for? Electronic voice phenomena. When people say that they have recordings of ghosts. <laughs> yes. Are you, are you familiar? Yes. It's always they'll play it and they'll be like, "Did you hear it?" It said, "You're dead." <laughs> and that, but but then the audio will be like, Shruh, shruh. "It's like I I mean." I, I some sound happened uh, there. Yeah, that a sound came out. If you tell me what to expect, I could, you know, kind of force it in there to be like, oh yeah, that right. that did say you're dead. Right. It's like if you tell me that that's a face, yeah, I guess I can kind of see it. Like, look at here. Look at what they're referring to when they talk about the robot head. Yeah, that's a fucking boulder. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. And, like, I, and you guys have no go idea Google how big it. it is. That could be an inch across or it could be a mile across. You have right. no idea. And again, this is just an awkwardly shaped rock that we, because we know what a human face looks like, or we're just projecting a human face onto this. This isn't like, this isn't some random alien skull sitting in a crater on the moon, y'all. Like, it just I, isn't. I can, uh, I can already anticipate people being annoyed with us for this take. Um, that which is fair, which is fair. If you have, and and to be totally honest, I haven't spent a ton of time going down this road because it's so hard to find anyone halfway believable, even like approaching this topic. Yes. So if you have convincing photos or other information, like please send those to us, and yeah. and we can revisit this topic. Yeah. But I've had a hell of a time finding anything. That isn't obviously shopped or isn't obviously just someone projecting their own bias onto a photo of a rock or a, a 
scratch on a negative. Totally. Um, the Zond 3 image that I was going to reference earlier is um, is this one, and I'm showing it to Spencer right now. Essentially what Am it I is— Am I looking at the little part that's sticking up down yeah. in the bottom right corner? Yep. Okay. And that's what they believe was part of like a development issue of the— of the of the film okay um i mean it is a and that's the other thing most of these the prints are not great or the scans of those prints are not, are not great, great and they're like super high contrast so you can't tell what is what yeah so like this just to describe what this is for like, y'all it sort of barely looks like the moon even <laughs> yeah it's a picture of the moon from pretty far away and you can see the like the edge of it the horizon of it from pretty far away and there's a white i don't know what you would even call i mean it, i guess you would call it a tower um it's a little piece that sticks out it's it's it sticks out from the horizon and so if you were vertically looking at it from above you probably wouldn't see it unless you could see the shadow but it is in a high contrast photo so against the the backdrop of deep space you can see it poking up um i i think the thing that really you know i i want to echo spencer's take if if y'all have good evidence of a good structure on the moon that isn't something blurry let us know or, or like you said like Just email it to us or tweet it at us yeah or hi at whatifpodcast.com or at whatifpod anything um but really, for the most part, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good ones. The best ones I've seen are the obelisks on Mars or Mars's moon. So which one? Which moon? So on uh, Phobos. Okay. I'm, I'm familiar with that one. The Phobos monolith. Yep. Uh, there is a... Even the even the Mars face is more convincing than any of the stuff I've seen on the moon. I would agree with that. The Phobos I mean, shout out to that that one X Files episode, by the way, <laughs> episode like two or three of the entire series, where where dude gets possessed by the face on on Mars and then kills himself or something weird happens. I don't really remember. I saw it like fifteen years ago. It it made us who we are today. Well, it made you who you are today. Mulder had to really do a space that. exorcism. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um. <laughs> The Mars Global Surveyor took a photo in 1998 of Phobos uh, that, like, legit looks a lot like a monolith. Like, it does. It's it The shadow that it, it casts is super, super tall. Like, super Com tall. Compared to what? Well, compared to what is on there, which is craters, which we're guessing in size based on the size of things that hit Mars and the size of Mars. So, yes, I agree with you. It is, uh, you know, it is not... It's not great. And then the other one is the Mars monolith. And the Mars monolith to me is the one that is most interesting because when you zoom in on the Mars monolith, not only, again, does it look pretty big, but the zoomed in version of it has, like, it it shows sort of a high, a high contrast from the, what I guess we would say the structure is. Yeah, I'm looking at that one. Based on what's around it. Again, with the moon stuff, just to go back to structures on the moon, there aren't a lot of them that don't, that that to me personally look at them go like, that could just be a natural rock formation that people are projecting something on top of. This one feels pretty unnatural. Like when you actually look at it from afar, it's a pretty hot white dot that looks like the top of a pretty almost square shaped and what I would guess would be a pretty tall object. But that's the thing. I don't... I don't know how you would, from all these photos I'm looking at, I don't know how you would have any idea of the scale. This could literally be the size of an ice cube. I have, 
How how do you know it's big? I mean, I guess I don't because I'm dumb as hell. But I mean, I'm assuming it's big because I'm guessing that this photo was taken from orbit. Yeah. Well, and also in and anything that you can see from orbit is probably big. But like, and also uh, in 1998, uh, we had pretty low res. Well, low res. Though. Not okay. So not if they were shooting film, which I, they probably still were. Well, but from that far away, though, you would. Why? We had like the this the new moon photos where they're showing like the tracks from the rover and stuff like that. All those satellite photos were taken in the last like I don't know seven or ten years or whatever it was. I'm just saying people are using the same lenses today that they were in '98, basically. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but it's also about like proximity and things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying I don't think the the photography would have been the limiting factor there. Word. Long story short, the Mars obelisks to me are more interesting than any of the moon ones. The other argument that some people make is that they see things that appear to be blurred out in some of the NASA photos. Yeah. And people argue that it looks like things have been intentionally blurred out on some of the moon photos from NASA. There's a there's a lot of stuff with that about like the the ISS live feeds too. And yeah, like, cutting. Oh, uh, they cut the live feed right when this light went through. Yeah, and yeah. It must have been UFOs and they know. Right, right. Um, and again, you know, y'all feel free to throw shade at us. I'm interested to hear it. But I, I think um, that to me is often like scanning errors and uploading errors. The, <laughs> the secure team 10 dude has a video about this shit that's just hilarious where he's like, it's obviously a machine of some sorts. And I'm like, Dude, it's the- obviously not anything. <laughs> like, And that's the problem. It, it is might there's- be something, but it's not obviously a machine. There's like nothing that would actually lead you to believe that. You can, you can pretty easily fill that into your brain if you see a blurry spot in a scan and you go, oh, NASA did that and they're, they're hiding a machine from us. But what you actually see is not real evidence. And that's the hard thing with, it it would be fun to have a conversation about this stuff without somebody being like, no, it's obviously this. Like, dude, you're looking at the same four pixels that I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no it's way that you can make any anything. determinations one way or the other based on this information. Right. And then there are so many people out there that are so committed to, I mean, that dude is now specifically the Secure Team 10 shit. Like, he's running a business off of people watching his YouTube videos and is financially compelled to put shit up there every day and right. has put obviously faked things up there many, many times. Right. And there's so much of that non-information floating around out there. should have him on the there. show and, and just, yeah, keep going. Sorry. I mean, uh, sure. I would talk to him. I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> what he would get out of it, but I, it, it would just be great to be able to, Look at because even when I Google stuff now and look at images, I don't. It, you don't even know for sure if you're looking at untouched images anymore, right? Because there, when I was looking at the the Mars monolith ones, there are ones where people have edit, edited it to look more square than it actually is. Yes, exactly. And have messed around with the contrast to make it look brighter than it actually is. Right. And so. There's evidence of people layering other people's photos multiple times and creating new ones off of things. And like um, certain minerals would reflect light differently than other ones. And so maybe it could be a mineral deposit. We have no idea because I don't know how big it is. 
I am looking at it from one angle right. with nothing else in the frame to give me any sort of scale of anything. And then on top of that, I'm not even sure if I'm looking at an actual untouched image. For sure. And and one of the things that I think compounds this whole thing, you know, where, where we do see these anomalies in photos, we see these things that they do look, some of them look really strange. Again, like I said, the some of the Mars ones, like, do kind of skew me out a little bit, I'll be frank. The, the sure. Phobos and the Mars one are like a little bit like, what the fuck? That, how did that come naturally and stay naturally for all this time? Um, so there are things that I will fully acknowledge seem pretty anomalous or strange. But I think the thing that really compounds people's, oh, that's interesting, is the whole dark side of the moon thing. The fact that like we are tidally facing the same side of the moon at all times. So until, well, I don't even know what year it was, but it was like late in the 60s or early in the 60s, I guess. We hadn't seen the, uh, we didn't have pictures of oh, the other side of the we, moon. Like until we, the U.S. orbited it the first right. time. Like you could, you could go it's out like with your telescope and yeah. look at it. Yeah. But like until the mid sixties, we legitimately as human beings had not seen what the other side of this fucking rock floating around us actually looked like. Right. So I think that also added to this mystique of like, well, what's, it's like, what's around the corner. You know, everyone yeah. wants to know what's around the corner. Yeah. And what's around the corner is much more interesting if it's alien moon bases with our friends that have been visiting us in, from Roswell. Roswell. Yeah. Um, and it's much less interesting if it's just a lot more craters and a lot more of the same thing we see when it's facing us. Yeah, but what if it's... Aliens. Aliens. Heck. Aliens. Aliens. Heck. <laughs> um, Let's take a quick break, and yeah. then when we come back, we'll get into some more uh, really real wacky, but also maybe scientifically supported We're gonna moon send theories. It. We're going to send it. We'll be back in a second. Dudes, guess what? Starting, uh, well, last week, actually, on our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash whatifpodcast, we're putting up a full exclusive episode every week. Yeah. So for five bucks a month, you can get an extra episode, full length, exclusive to the Patreon episode every single Friday. Uh, Extra helping seconds of the What If Podcast every single week. Don't worry, you're going to get your Tuesday episode right here where you're listening to it. Free as fuck. Free as fuck every single week. Uh, But also, if you want to support our Patreon page, you can get another full episode of the show every Friday. Last week, we took a look at the ancient lost city of Z in the Amazon and Percy Fawcett's expedition to try and find it. And coming up this week on Friday, we're going to be diving into some Mothman stories, both some of the classics from Point Pleasant back in the 60s and then also some of the more recent ones that have been happening in Chicago in the past few months. So go check it out. It's patreon.com slash whatifpodcast. We're back, Spencer. How you doing, honey? Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Is this our 50th episode? It is. Oh, (laughs) oh, shit. You did her, bud. We did her. (laughs) You guys, we should have celebrated that earlier. Hopefully y'all are still. I wish I would have known. I would have had more air horns ready. Yeah. (laughs) Pew, 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 pew. Meow, 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 meow. Shit. Thanks for sticking with us for 50 episodes, you guys. Let's not assume anyone's listening. It might just be. Everyone listens for 10. Talking to each other. Yeah. 
I like Spencer's Spencer's greatest joke is so detrimental to us as a show because he thinks it's funny that no one listens to us, except that a lot of people <laughs> listen to us. And I don't this understand whole, that this concept. Whole, the whole premise is funnier if no one's listening. That's all it is. I guess, but also don't everyone. Whoa, hey, don't worry. I know, I know that you doing this requires people listening. Yes. For you to not. Yeah. I'll, I'll just sit in my room and talk about about moon bases. And I just also don't want everyone to think that they're the third person listening to no, us. Oh, it's tight. You can be like, <laughs> I, I knew about that no, podcast before that, you know, like I knew about fallout boy in 2002 before I want to know. I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to say, I listened to that podcast before they had a show on Amazon originals, like right. lore. I listened to that show when they didn't know what they're doing. <laughs> And it sucked. <laughs> you know what the big spoiler alert, guys, is? It's been 50 episodes, and we still don't know what we're doing. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> Thanks for checking in 50 episodes later. This is the What If Podcast. I'm still Ryan. That's still Spencer. And today we're talking about structures on the moon. Oh, we and, are. Uh, we're going to move inside the moon in the second half of the episode, though. Yeah, we, we, we maybe had a bold and potentially uh, unwelcome take on whether or not there are structures on the moon. And I mean, we, there aren't. We'll be, but, <laughs> if that's what you mean. And we want to know what you guys think about that. Um, heck, heck. But inside the moon, aliens. <laughs> there might be aliens, according to Spencer. I really, so all the, right, I'm ready to know more about yeah, this. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got you. Ryan, I got you. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Thank you for getting me. The spaceship moon hypothesis was presented originally in 1970 by Michael Vassin and Alexander Sherbakov. Sherbert. Sherbakov. Sorbet. Not Rimsy Korsakov, as I earlier said, but I was close. Senior Sorbet is how I'm referring to him for the rest of this episode. Um, They put forth a hypothesis in 1970 that the moon is actually a spaceship created by unknown beings. Bold. Bold choice. They wrote an article entitled, Is the Moon the Creation of Alien Intelligence? And... Aliens and published it in Sputnik, uh, which was a magazine in, I guess, then the USSR, uh, that was sort of equivalent to like a Reader's Digest. Oh, it wasn't okay. actually contrary to what its name might imply, it, it wasn't actually like, it was space like a space related. or scientific journal, it was sort of just like a general periodical. I like that they kicked off the like the 2000s and onward period of shitty journalism that included uh, not actually positing an actual take in your headline or stating a fact in your headline. It was just asking a question is, is it possible? Is, and if so, aliens. did this, did this celebrity and or political figure maybe do a thing? <laughs> Click here to find out. Um, so they, they'll never guess what happened next. (laughs) (laughs) They, they went through it in, uh, I'm going to lay it out as they laid it out in the article. All right, let's hear it. So they started with, uh, some, some thoughts around how the moon was created. And remember that this was, this was written in 1970 when when daddy moon and a mommy moon love each other. (laughs) Heck, (laughs) there there, have been some advancements uh, along these lines since you know, 40 some years ago. Yep. But, uh, so the, at the time there were three primary hypotheses about how the moon was formed. The first being that the moon was once a part of the earth and broke away from it, uh, which has now been 
disproven. How would that even happen? I don't know. It was rip it, a chunk out and it just floats around it uh-oh. instead. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. All right, all right, all right. The second hypothesis was that the moon was formed independently, but from the same cloud of dust and gas and stuff that the Earth was. Um, and then immediately, because it was smaller, started orbiting the Earth. Uh, one reason that this hypothesis was popular is because the, um, or I'm sorry, one reason that it was not very popular was because the moon has a different density than the earth. And this is something that's going to come up a lot in their argument. Mm. Um, the specific gravity of the moon is 3.33 grams per cubic centimeter and that, and the earth is 5.5. So basically... The Earth is considerably more dense than the moon. So the argument then would be it couldn't have happened in the same time from the same materials because if it did, it would have a similar density because it would be made of the same shit. Yeah, basically if you had this big pile of material and you grabbed two handfuls out of it, they should both be Roughly the same material. Yeah, and in this case, one is almost twice as dense as the other. That is a pretty interesting fact about the moon that I don't think I actively have considered in the past. That like that if if it were created at the same time in the same place, it would have a generally similar makeup. You would think. You yeah. would think. Yeah. Uh, also, the, I'm an idiot, so I don't know why that could be a not that case. But I, I actually uh, responded to someone who wrote us an email today with the sentence: "As a musician and a writer, we're usually wrong about science." LOL. See, guys, you you too can get these uh, these very hot takes in your email inbox by sending us a message. Also, hi at whatifpodcast.com. If we're horrifically wrong about anything like we were in the missing 411 episode, please let us know and we can, you know, try and be less ignorant in the future. We got deserved corrections. We yeah. always get deserved yeah. corrections. And uh, we also answer every email, so how about you boys? Yeah, bat batting a thousand so far. <laughs> Tweets also. Yeah, yeah. Facebook messages are a disaster. I'm sorry. If you want to talk to us, don't do it that way because I never see them. I, yeah, me neither. When I see them, I'll respond to them, but I always miss them. Email and Twitter, guys. Hypothesis three is that the moon came to exist separately, far away from the Earth, and at some point by the gravity of either the Earth and or the sun was pulled into our solar system and found a little happy orbit around the Earth. Aww. It's like Which, Finding Nemo. Explains one part of it was formed somewhere else and therefore the density being right. different would make sense. Made of some other shit. It doesn't seem super plausible though that it would just get pulled into the <laughs> orbit of the earth. So which, this giant hurtling rock was like, oh, I'm good. I'll stay here. Right. If it were moving through space freely, earth's gravity probably wouldn't have been enough to pull it into it. A, into a, yeah, a synchronous orbit. As Oh, man, I'm about to ask a super dumb question. Well, here, finish your hypothesis. And no, th- those were the three, so go okay. ahead. Now is the time for dumb questions. Uh, is there, one, is there a generally scientifically accepted hypothesis for how our moon got where it is? The the best guess right now, or the, the, the hypothesis that is currently in the lead, is that early in the formation of the Earth, it was struck by some sort of object, the Earth was, yeah, and so there, there was some sort of chunk off. There was some sort of very large impact from another body. That body that impacted the Earth became the core of the Earth. So it like drilled its way into the center and became the core of the Earth. Whoa, that's fucked up. Some of the material reformed around it to create the Earth. 
some of it that got spewed off further reformed to become the moon. Wouldn't we have more moons then? Like, why would mm. it just make a moon from that process? Because, like, all the smaller pieces disintegrated over billions of years? Yeah, I mean, I guess now we're getting into physics, and I don't, the answer, the short answer is I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I would think that smaller objects probably would have gotten either ejected or would have become part of larger objects eventually. Or burned up as they came back into atmosphere or something. Or would have, yeah, early on been meteorites that struck the earth or moon or other planets my other dumb question then is is that the generally accepted hypotheses for how the moons on all the other planets in our solar system were created oh uh i don't know okay I, i just wondered if like if if science as a community was like we believe this is how moons are created for planets, or if it's like it could be different every time depending on the situation or the amount of time passage or whatever. Yeah, my my searches only took me as far as our moon. I don't... Because, yeah, I mean, some planets yeah. have many, many moons. Many, we're, we're sort of unique in that we only have one. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. All right. All right. Um, What's con- inside there? Yeah. So they concluded based on this that the moon is an artificial satellite that was put into orbit around the around the Earth a long time ago by intelligent beings. That's a way more fun hypothesis, right? <laughs> uh, they say, "quote It is more than likely that what we have is a very ancient spaceship." the interior of which is filled with aliens, but also fuel for the (laughs) engines, materials and appliances for repair work, navigation instruments, observation equipment, and all manner of machinery, but mostly aliens. (laughs) Fuck. So that's their general hypothesis is that the moon is a, is a giant artificial satellite, but more specifically a spaceship. Is this, is this like a, you can't prove us wrong. So we're going to say that that's what's inside here? Yes. Kind of? They have, to their credit, they have a little more going for them than most of the crazy alien conspiracies. Okay. They at least had, they at least started with like, there are some genuinely odd things about the moon. They then extrapolated that to... Aliens. But <laughs> the, their, their original like... They got to an odder conclusion. Yeah, but, but the starting point is, I would concede sort of strange as in the first three didn't make enough sense for us to accept them yes and also so you have the 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 main thing they're bringing up there is the issue of the density being so different and that if we're accepting one of these explanations like even with the our currently accepted explanation of it formed out of debris from earth after some sort of impact event it would have been the same material and therefore should have approximately the same density but we see a significantly different density. Yeah. They also brought up the the idea of, or the, the fact that the craters on the moon aren't what you would expect to see typically from craters. Um, they have a really wide range of diameters. There are some that are as small as a yard across, and some, the biggest is 148 miles across. There's a 148-mile-wide crater on the fucking moon? Yes. What so, the fuck? Right. You wouldn't think that something that would leave a 148-mile-wide crater 
wouldn't also destroy a good chunk of the moon. Yeah, or like just disintegrate it, like poof. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would guess that the Earth has also sustained impacts that large. I mean, how did they estimate how big of the object it would have to be for that to create that? So the according to another Russian physicist, uh, a meteor should penetrate into the into the ground or earth or whatever four to five times whatever its diameter is so for instance for a very simple example if you had an object that was a mile across hit the earth that object would go about a mile or four to five miles down into the ground is it that seems counterintuitive to me because I feel like most of the craters on Earth are wider than they are deep. They're not like holes. They're more like spread out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like craters in general to me seem wider than they are deep, not deeper than they are we're wide. We're also looking, however, at craters that were formed probably millions of years ago and have been, so they have been filled eroded and filled and worn into place. Okay. I mean, one All of right. the larger craters on that. earth is mostly submerged at this point. So I'm not sure how we would know. That's true. Um, however, all of the craters on the moon are between one and two miles deep. Which is not enough depth to be 148 fucking miles across. Right. And it's also, it seems like a unusually small range. If you have objects of all different sizes hitting the moon over millions of years, perhaps billions of years, you would think you would have a wider range than that, especially when you don't have uh, geologic activity, you don't have erosion, you don't have the other things that we have on Earth that would maybe cover up some of that evidence over time. Right, right, right. Um so their conclusion, the the two authors of this article... Is could, that, of course... Oh, well... Aliens. Thank but, you. But also... Thank you. <laughs> they concluded that the outer layer of the moon is only about three miles thick, and that underneath that, there's some sort of solid, impenetrable shell. It's a Death Star. Basically. Uh, with three miles of dirt slapped on top of it. Smart. It's camouflage, bro. It's right? a camouflage Death Star. Right. <laughs> Um, so that would explain why any, any impact can't go deeper than about two miles because it hits this, they're saying likely metallic core and bounces off. It says, nah, yeah, not today, Satan. (laughs) Uh, their last piece of evidence in support of this theory or hypothesis is that the the chemical makeup of moon rock and dust and surface material? Yeah, consists primarily or heavily of chromium. Aliens. <laughs> it consists mostly of aliens. Thank you. Just ground up. Just, <laughs> just put them in a grinder. Aliens. I mean, if they, you know, if they, uh, if they, uh, what's the word when we burn our dead bodies? Um, in, no, we'll get there. Cremation. Sorry. Yeah, that's the one. Heck. God damn, we're dumb. All right, <laughs> we'll keep it moving. <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? Uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of burned alien bodies. Cremated alien Gross. surrounding their Gross. spaceships. So it's uh, there are large quantities of chromium, titanium, and zirconium. 
which they propose these elements combine. That sounds fake as shit. Zirconium? Yeah. Isn't that we sounds like hard to get him. Unobtainium? I'm gonna unobtainium <laughs> from from, uh, from Avatar. Yeah, that's the one. From Avatar one, two, three, four, five, six, they're and nev- seven. They're never gonna make the rest of those. That's because no, zirconium's a real thing. That's we're all element. gonna be dead before then. It's uh what fake diamonds are made out of, isn't it? Cubic zirconia? Zirconium? Sounds but, but like a cube, so it looks like a diamond. Sounds pretty smart to me, Spencer. Hey. Okay, keep going. So anyway, the, the, they propose that these three elements, when combined, form or would form a very strong, very heat-resistant coating, which they say might be just oh. perfect for flying long distances through outer space. If you were a spaceship, yeah. Uh, they also stated that some of the rock that is found on the moon is very old and actually older than any that we've found on Earth, which would also rule out the hypothesis that the moon was formed around the same time as the Earth, because then how did really old stuff get in there? Uh, yeah, that is that is kind of interesting then too. That if the Earth if the Earth matter is younger than the moon matter, yeah, that shit don't make no sense. It showed up. Obviously, well, either before, as in it was here before the Earth was, or it came from somewhere else, but started before Earth. Their answer is that it's a very, very old spaceship that somebody flew intentionally into Earth orbit, disguised as a a natural object. On some, we like it here shit. Uh, yes, and or depending on who you ask, maybe it's full of reptilians who are in a unique position to monitor human activity on Earth. Nice. <laughs> Although I think they would probably all be long dead at this point. Well, it's pretty Unless cold they're up like there. Im- Pardon? It's pretty cold up there? No, I heard you. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Well, reptiles are warm-blooded. They're so cold-blooded, I mean. But so you're they- saying they're dead because it's cold inside the moon? Yes. Got it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Nothing I just said is any more illogical <laughs> no, than anything we've no, said. No, it just took so me a minute to get there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, there's some other more and less legit evidence in support of this hypothesis that they put put forward. I mean, it's a pretty. I, I got to say, like, it's a pretty big jump they're making here oh, to yeah. say that. Oh yeah. Like, I I understand that. Again, this goes back to some of the anomaly stuff we were talking about in the first half. Like. Yes, these things are a little bit, oh, that's interesting, or like, oh, that doesn't really make sense the way I would think it would, or... I think you just summarized our show, though, bro. Like, you take a small anomaly that's usually based in just ignorance and then <laughs> extrapolate it to, like, well, shit, it must be... Aliens. Yeah, something something massive. Aliens. I'm just saying, if you're going to, like, if you're going to publish a hypothesis... It was in Reader's Di- Russian Reader's Digest, bro. Come nice. on. Nice. Do you think we can get published in Sputnik? <laughs> if it still exists. Let's maybe. try. Uh, They also, well, they didn't cite this because they wrote in 1970, but more uh, credence was given to to their hypothesis by the fact that between 1972 and 1977, seismometers, which measure seismic activity, were installed on the moon by uh, some of the Apollo missions, and they were trying to record moon quakes, which I guess is a thing that happens. I thought it didn't have a, uh, I thought it had a yeah, solid see, core. Well, not, not according to our guys here. I guess. Uh, I did not know that there was seismic activity on the moon. I 
don't know if that's actually true or not because I was pulling from ex- some extremely questionable sources for Perfect. all of this. Yeah. Perfect. As usual. Um, but one of the, one of the Apollo missions when it took off from the moon, so they have, you know, their lunar lander thing, the actual contraption, that vehicle that lands on the moon. And then they have to get back off the moon. So they have these, uh, this module that is basically just a rocket designed to get them off of the moon. Right. Once they're out of the moon's gravity, they can dump that piece. So what they did was they intentionally shot it back at the moon near one of these seismometers that they had installed sure to see how the moon on a seismic level would react to an impact okay yeah okay i like it uh it's it's a little like self not self-sabotage but like uh yeah no i like it all right carry on so they they intentionally crashed this stage of the module back into the moon and according to NASA scientists who were monitoring these seismometers, it the moon, quote, rang like a bell, end quote, for roughly an hour. Whoa. Which led some people inside and outside of NASA to start thinking about maybe the moon is hollow because this is not what we would expect to see from Earth or another solid object. So that's some like somewhat real slash coming from NASA and actual scientific data evidence that like maybe something weird is going on at the very least with like the density of the moon, if not it being hollow and filled with aliens. Whoa. The internet tells me that moonquakes are not, the existence of moonquakes, which moonquake is like fantastic phrase or I guess word. Is it one word? Where it is one word. one word. Yeah. Okay. The existence of moonquakes was an unexpected discovery from seismometers placed on the moon by Apollo astronauts from 69 through 72. Moonquakes are not believed to be caused by tectonic plate movement as earthquakes are, but by tidal forces between the earth and the moon or aliens <laughs> or that. That shit's pretty fucking crazy. Okay, so that's that's the closest to actual evidence we have. All right. Would you like to hear <laughs> <laughs> how far the how far down the rabbit hole goes? Uh-huh. Why not? Okay. So for this uh for today's iteration of Spencer Finds the Craziest Shit Possible related <laughs> to the topic that we're talking about. Alive was born. Oh shit, I don't have that one queued up. All right. Uh we're going down the path of a Zulu legend. For this, for today's version. Uh oh. So there's a Zulu shaman named Credo Mutwa. Nice. Great name. And he said that according to Zulu legends, the moon is hollow and is also home to the reptilians. Great. Yep. For those of you uh, uninitiated, the reptilians are a race of extraterrestrials that maybe also inhabit the inside of the earth. Uh, depending on who you ask, they also run our government and are capable of shape-shifting. And if you look closely at YouTube videos, you can see their second set of eyelids in in between glitches in the encoding of said YouTube videos. Specifically Justin Bieber and everyone you've ever thought of. Mostly politicians, person. but yeah, also... Uh, famous people. Celebrities and members of the Illuminati, yes. The internet is a wild place. I love it. The, the legend goes on to say that the moon was brought here hundreds of generations ago, so 
I don't know, a hundred times. That's only like a few thousand years. That doesn't really seem right. But hundreds of generations ago by two brothers, Wawanye and Mapanku, who were leaders of the reptilian extraterrestrials. Nice. So Wawanye and Mapanku, uh, they took an egg from the great fire dragon, emptied out the yolk until it was hollow. We've got our hollow oh, theme going. Oh, shit. They then rolled the egg across the sky to Earth uh, and put it in orbit as the moon. And it brought uh, it brought about cataclysmic events on, on Earth that ended the, quote, golden age of the past. So their legend goes, there were ancient, very advanced civilizations on Earth before we had a moon. The reptilians brought the moon to Earth and it messed up all kinds of things uh, environmentally on mm. Earth, wiped out these ancient advanced civilizations, and we kind of had to start over. It's cool folklore. This is a Zulu legend? Mm-hmm. It's dope. And in some ways, like if there were to be a giant object that suddenly entered our orbit, it, it would, would fuck some shit up. Yeah, because the, the moon does, you know... It affects gravity on Earth. It affects Earth's orbit. Yeah. If it were to disappear or if there were to suddenly be a second one, oceans, we, would, water, we would notice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the the legend goes on to say that the Earth was very different than, uh, than it is now. And there were not seasons before the, the moon arrived. Whoa. And the, that Earth was perpetually covered by a canopy of fog, basically. And that's interesting that when the moon arrived, all of this fog fell as rain. And this is their origin for the flood myth that uh, almost every culture, culture has. has some version of. Um, they also said that the moon <clears throat> modified the earth's rotation and angle and that it turned over on its axis, causing the poles to flip during this time as well. Uh Oh, we've talked about that here before. Uh, which like all of this, you know, somewhat rooted in some sort of science somewhere. scientific. Yeah. Uh, and then he closes with also women did not menstruate before the moon arrived. Oh, great. <laughs> well, all right. So, all right. Credo, I was maybe with you for a while, but. Man, I was like, I was like, this guy's got it figured out or part of it figured out or how, a how version did, of it figured out. How did we all get here? If also like that. You didn't need to add that. That didn't make your story any more convincing. Yeah, no, that didn't. It didn't help. You, you could have totally like next time run your your legends past your editor first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we could have left it there. Uh, so they they also say that the moon was built far away and then was brought here as a vehicle in order to keep an eye on Earth people, and that it is basically a giant reptilian mothership. Wow. And that the reptilians on Earth were able to escape to the interior of the moon during all these cataclysms on Earth brought about by uh, the moon. That's very convenient. Right, right. It's, it's, it's a great plan if you're the reptilians and want to fuck with Earth and then also <laughs> keep an eye on them. Because you, you're going to wipe out all the people, you're going to have new people who will always just be like, oh, yeah, that thing's always been there. It's probably not full of lizards. It's probably <laughs> not full. Like, if I were to flip a coin and, and be a betting person. Odds are not full eh, of lizards. Not full of lizards. Yeah. Um, Reptilians really like being inside of things is all I learned, essentially. They like being inside of aquariums under warm lamps. Inside the earth, inside yeah. the moon, inside yeah. of Hillary Clinton. Inside it of doesn't people. really matter. Just, yeah, inside of inside stuff. Inside of Bieber. That's, that's their thing. Say Bieber or beaver? Bieber. 
I was hmm. gonna say beavers are not hmm. reptiles. I don't think. Last I checked, they have scaly tails. Do they? Yeah, hmm. they're good. leathery. Good on them. Good on them. Well, shit, man. I guess like I don't know. I, I, do you do you find any? Do you, is there anything convincing to you about either take the hollowness or the structures? Uh, am I convinced that either of those things is true? Not, no, not convincing. I, I think there's the, with the moon structures. I've I've never seen anything that has really like piqued my interest in terms of even just like a, oh that's strange. Maybe I should. What about the Mars ones? I I just get stuck on the like we're relying on photographs that we really don't know anything about, and we don't have any sort of scale or perspective or any like, and that, and that's our only source of information, our photographs. Yeah. We don't have people who are there. Well, and we don't have any sort of other data and we don't even know when we're looking at the photographs, like how big is that? What is it made out of? Where is it specifically? Like there's just so, there's so many questions. Yeah. Whereas at least with the, the hollow moon hypothesis, like obviously it's an extremely out there hypothesis but at least somewhere along the line, it's addressing an actual thing, sort of, which is like, yeah. you know, the moon rang like a bell when we crashed something into it. That's a legitimately odd thing. For that NASA is probably, to say. <laughs> that yeah. is probably worthy of more <clears throat> study. The fact that yeah. it has a significantly different or significantly less dense than Earth seems sort of odd based on our model of how it formed and mm. is probably worth more study. Yeah. So on that level, like, do I think the moon is hollow? No, probably not. Do I think it's full of lizards? No, definitely not. Would I be interested in learning more about what the moon is made of and why some of those things are the case? Yes. Should we drill into the moon a few miles deep and see what's up? Totally. Elon wants to put people up there. There are a bunch of countries that are going back to the moon in the next few years. I saw some of that when I was doing some of my research. Yeah. Uh, there are lots of manned moon missions planned for the next two to three to four years. Not one from the U.S., though. Really? We're going up there, but we're not sending a manned one. Oh, uh, okay. I, that, that was like the one thing because Trump and Pence are so fucking stupid that they were like the one thing when they were like, uh, space travel. Yeah, we're going to put guys back on the moon <laughs> and we're going to be the greatest to ever beat the Russians because all the only thing that I know that's in matters. space is the moon because I can see it from my house. I can see it from a backyard. Uh, I, I thought they threw a bunch of money at that at one point. At no? NASA? Yeah, like specifically for another moon mission. I think it's. Am I wrong about that? No, I think you're right, but I think it's we're going back, but we're not sending but not, people not back. With people. Okay, we're sending like a another like rover mission, and it's going to be in the context of a bunch of other manned missions that are happening. Like China sending people for the first time. I think is the, is the ESA doing one? I think so. Okay, I saw it was like uh, I don't remember. I think though. India. Or somebody has one as well. There were there cool. were several, yeah, several countries that are getting back in the game. We love you guys. Thank you so much uh, again to everybody. We we talked about the Patreon a few times in this episode. Thank you guys to all our new supporters. Mothman on Friday. Woo! And we're gonna talk about Mothman. That'll be up on Friday. And bat people uh, next and Friday. Bird this kids. Friday. And yep, this Friday. Flying humanoids and bird kids. All that wild shit. Oh jeez. I don't think bird kids is a thing. I just made that up. As always, if you want to argue with us or tell us you love us or you hate us, uh, hi at whatifpodcast.com or at whatifpod on any of the socials. And until next time, we'll see you when we see you.
We love you. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What If Podcast. Learn more at www.whatifpodcast.com.